Find a bit of space for himself. Brandt, and what a chance! It's finished by Mukoko! Of Dortmund masterwork. It is a piece of Meisterwerk! Adeyemi into the area, rounds the goalkeeper, and it! A one-man counter-attack! Coming straight back with Marlon! Hey, welcome back to the BVB Podcast. My name's Jake, joined as always by Carver. And I feel like we always kind of subtly talk about my job in here, whether, I mean, it's maybe very indirectly, but my job gets mentioned pretty often, I feel like. So Carver's been really busy with his job, and I'm just curious, how, how are things going? How's coaching going, man? Oh, it's it's going. It's... um. Um, yeah, again, coaching high school right now, and I'm also in the U.S. soccer pathway for my coaching license, and we got about a month left in that, and I am exhausted, let me tell you. So <laughs> apologies for everyone. For us, kind of just being disconnected the past few months, it's just been a lot for us both. But uh, I see the light at the end of the tunnel for this course and my season, and then I'm full throttle back into the show. So I'm doing well, though. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Yeah, busy. It's a bit busy time. Busy time all around. Um uh, but yeah, we got Dortmund to carry us, carry, carry us through, uh, and give us something to, I don't know, not look forward to, but give us something to distract us with, whether it's fun distractions, bad distractions, but we got Dortmund. Um, so of course this episode, we're going to recap the one Oh win over Wolfsburg. Uh, and then we got a couple matches to preview coming up Hoffenheim on Friday, maybe maybe today maybe you're listening to this friday morning before the match we're going to preview that one for you and then later in the week ac milan in the champions league um but i mean let's talk wolfsburg i know we weren't we weren't too optimistic going in this game uh but then again it's wolfsburg where we we tend to batter them the last and at home couple, yeah couple occasions at home so it felt like it could go in a, either way but given dortmund's performances so far uh i don't know we we've definitely been down not that hype, not that excited. We got the the one oh win, but I mean initial takeaways from this match, Carver. I mean, just before then, the team really just needed to pick themselves up after a pretty underwhelming performance in Paris back home in the league. Like you mentioned, another big opportunity to pick up some form in the Bundesliga. And uh yeah, it's another great opportunity to to try to turn this train around because it felt like the club has been regressing for the past few months. So I mean, definitely at the start of the actual competitive season. Yeah. And I mean, taking a a quick takeaway from this game, like the the 1-0 win, um, I was just kind of just relief. Like I had some relief. Like I know things, even a coworker today asked me how Dortmund's doing. And I was like, ah, I mean, still undefeated, but but I don't know. (laughs) Just kind of cruising along. Hasn't right. been great, but I guess it's okay because uh, the the only loss is really like coming to the Champions League against PSG. We've but we've had those bad draws, but this one, like I think, because I was just ready. Like even though I think we predicted a win, I just wasn't expecting it necessarily. I thought we were going to continue to just fall, and especially coming off the Champions League and wh- how we talked about our depth, and especially in the center back positions and playing three games and. I think seven days, uh, three games in at least an eight-day period with playing all three center backs 
playing multiple games just back to back. Um, I don't know. I, I could wouldn't have been surprised at all with a, a loss. So to to pull out the win, even if it's a tight one zero win, um, gives me a little more optimism and, and hope. And I know we we given our like predicted lineups last week, and we were calling for a lot of change. We kind of saw it, uh, which was which I liked, and I, I get a lot of that. Maybe it's just rotation because like out of desperation. Um, but it gave me some hope that's like, cool, maybe it is on form. Maybe it is Terzic thinking, okay, I need to change some things aren't working. So let me, let me switch things up. And that's what we actually saw. So that like right off the bat, seeing that lineup, which we'll get into, like, I was pretty happy about seeing the lineup changes. Yeah. Six changes in in the side for this game. And and I I would say I would have been surprised if we did lose at home, even though, again, my expectations aren't the highest right now. I think that's a that's a low I was not expecting, but six changes in the lineup. I mean, Terzic has has uh, has said on on a few occasions and definitely reports as of late. And I don't think this needed too much clarification to begin with, but uh, he stated that you know he's looking for players who are ready to give a hundred percent every single game. And if you are not, he has hungry players in the bench ready to go. And we talked about last week. There's a few changes initially that we. Uh, we're expecting such as JBG, Royce, Fulkrug, but now I'm imagining we're trying to get some rotation with Ozchan in as well. Um, yeah, just, Eddie Yemi was taken out, so it's it's a, almost a completely different side here, and uh, it looks like a lot of these players did not miss a beat for the most part. No, all around uh, like pretty pretty solid performances. Uh, I Benza Bayini back uh, left back. We had Schlotterbeck and Hummels, our two center backs, Rearson. On the right, which I've said multiple times, I like him. I, I would prefer him, him as our starting right back. I know not everyone agrees, but that's that's my preferred um, two fullbacks. Uh, yeah, we saw Mecha in the middle with Pivot with Oshan, which I like. I like seeing Oshan in the middle, or I like I like seeing Oshan get the start. Um, I know he didn't have a great second half of the season when Imre Chan was really coming into form, but I was really impressed. Um, last year like the beginning of the season especially as a brand new player and a new system and a new team i thought he handled it decently well and i think um yeah I, i'm glad he got the chance i think like you said this was a little more rotation but i i wasn't too upset with oschan uh in the middle and then brant royce and jbg like you mentioned all came in in full crew which was like those were the i think jbg or at least adiemi dropping uh and Royce and Fulcrude were the big ones we were really kind of calling for to 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 get a shout. And it's happy to see that, of course, Koble stays in goal as yeah, well. I was going to say, don't forget the captain. I always forget. He's, I, he's got the captain <laughs> band for the first time starting, which is is super awesome. I mean, get him some experience as well under the belt as uh, as captain on this team. And he's definitely a leader. So it's, it's not too surprising. Um, yeah. And I, I like seeing that too, just on the... The Imre Chan notion of him dropping out, um, and we have Royce and we have Hummels in this lineup. So I I did like and appreciate that that they gave it to Koble. Like, yeah, it's kind of like accepting. And, and we talked a lot about the Royce and the moving on and 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 that stuff last week. But it was cool to you could have very easily given it to Hummels or Royce in this situation. So I appreciate uh, the the actual handing off to Koble. Yeah, it's passing down of the torch and. Um... I mean, the last thing I'll touch on with the lineup as well, just going back to, again to Benzbaini and Rearson. I mean, two very defensively sound fullbacks, which is uh, it's it's exciting to you know even just say, given 
it, it has not been like that for a very long time at this club. And now we have two, for the most part, very defensively reliable players uh, for that two and three spot. Um, those first opening minutes, those first five minutes in particular, were probably the best spell in possession that I've seen from this team so far this season. And it's it, it really is only just five minutes, so I'm not trying to uh, get too much into that. But I mean, uh, we had a bit more urgency and, and certitude with the ball at our feet in comparison to other games so far this year, especially with the combinations and switches of play. I mentioned against teams, not necessarily Volsberg, but you know the teams that play more narrow, like Cologne. You know, we had we missed opportunities to switch play quicker and and catch them off uh, out of position. But yeah, just a, a bit more urgency in, in in possession there those first five minutes, but. Kind of started to drop off a little bit after the fact. Wolfsburg also just kind of found their way into the game shortly after. It became more difficult to break them down. I feel like they kind of stayed a bit more compact as the game went on. And also just tried to find different ways to break us down on the other side of that. You know, whether it's over the top, our balls over the top, down our flanks, um, which they found a few different times. But it was promising opening minutes and just kind of slowly started to fizzle out as that as that half went on. Yeah. And I mean, on Wolfsburg, like going into this match, we knew it, it would be, it could be a difficult match. Um, we knew Wolfsburg have had a decent start of the season. Uh, they won their opening match against Heidenheim, which Heidenheim's first match of the Bundesliga, like what you don't know how that's going to go, but we, we weren't able to beat Heidenheim. So no, at home, yeah. <laughs> they beat Köln two to one. They did lose a Hoffenheim, which is interesting. Cause of course we got Hoffenheim on Friday, but uh, I think the, like a big win for them looking back is beating uh berlin union berlin two to one so you know like it's a tough match and just strictly looking maybe like i know you can't you can't look at stats for everything but i like to dive into them occasionally but like looking at the fop mob stats and our players versus their players like we're all in green we're all above seven uh and then they had one maybe three three players with a like 7.0 or higher rating which i think looking at that and you kind of see it is like just like neutralizing them and yeah. not allowing them to to play their game or or, or be dangerous yeah definitely an, an offense and um i mean Jonas Venn, we talked about him he's really hit the ground running this season but completely neutralized him as well and it's interesting i don't want you know i'm not going to get into union berlin but it is interesting how how much they've you know kind of uh struggled so far this season i mean it's four losses in a row now of course one being in the champions league to madrid but they have lost to the likes of volsberg yeah. Uh, like we mentioned, Hoffenheim. Um, but either way, yeah, I mean, Wolfsburg were, for the most part, pretty ineffective in attack this game. So it's not like we were, you know, uh, super incredible in defense and anything, but we we did absolutely get the job done. And I think Ozchan helped a lot in that in that sense. And I wanted to touch on him here for a minute. You know, I, I don't want to get carried away with his performances because he still needs to bring this level uh, of intensity and just that performance more consistently going forward because again like you mentioned it dropped off more in the second half of the season but i think it's it's the best performance from a number six that we've had in this team so far this season and you know i know that can be slightly unfair and i don't want to throw too much shade at chan because oz chan definitely has a different role even though they're both number six and you know solely number sixes in the four five one or however we're um however fluid we are with our formations in each game but oz chan does have that different role when he plays in that in that DM position, you know, not being as involved and in, in build up as opposed to Chan. He's, he's not much of like a playmaker. So he's not going to be on the ball too much, at least progressing the ball and driving forward. Um, 
but still, I mean, he had he still created three chances this game. Ninety two percent of his passes completed. Again, a little bit deeper in in the in the field, but uh, two blocks, seven recoveries. I mean, he looked just very solid. I think it was very, um, you know, first season esque of Ozchan whenever he was you know first came to the club, and and they just having like a very smart performance and uh we had a we had a had a half a good excuse me had a good half dozen set pieces in the first half too some of them being in dangerous areas but i think we were all pretty inadequate uh barring royce's shot on goal early on um if that that's one of the i guess takeaways for room for improvement now i'm kind of trying to set the expectations higher because we've been so good <laughs> on set pieces in the last calendar year or so but uh yeah yeah moving away from ozchan i think we could have done a lot better and our set pieces those opening 45 minutes. Yeah, well, I think that was a stat that they they had mentioned, the commentary had mentioned in the game too. Like, I think we even sit it third in the league for dangerous on set pieces. And I don't know where that, if that starts from this season specifically, because I'm like, I know it's early, but it's like, have right. we actually been that dangerous this season? Like last season, second half, especially like, yeah. Well, in, We're probably still in the top three, if not top two, honestly. Yeah, I mean, last season it turned around, we went from being horrendous and conceding goals and uh to being amazing and and really efficient with set pieces but uh, yeah it's early but yeah that's the thing we we had a lot of set pieces and not necessarily dangerous from them um given all the opportunity yeah as that half went on again kind of fizzled out um, we stuck with that game plan we remained patient which i think is is very important in those kind of games you know you don't want to get frustrated and start forcing things and especially too when our build-up play has been kind of frustrating this season to watch. I think it's just been a little bit easier on the eye uh, for this game overall. But just, again, uh, this first half of um, just kind of playing it out, sticking with the game plan, and credit to the the players and to Terzik as well for just remaining patient. I think you, you really start to see the flow of everything and um, the style of play that we wanted to try to implement in with that second half. Uh, definitely with the the subs too. I mean, Terzak got the subs right, which is, you know, it's kind of uncommon, honestly. I think at times it's a bit of a head scratcher what Terzak is doing whenever he's trying to make substitutions. Um, but this time, I think he absolutely got it right, taking, uh, bringing on Malin here right after the hour mark. He came on, it was for JBG, which, you know, I don't think JBG necessarily had a bad game, but I think he's just still trying to work himself into things. He completed the most dribbles, if I'm not wrong. but. And he made some chances too, but it's just that final, that final ball and, and, and that final shot too. I mean, if, if he could learn how to shoot and, you know, he could be, he's, he's already got similar qualities to Sancho, but I think that's probably the biggest difference between the two right now is just, I know Gittins just kind of lacks that final product in, in the defensive third or even, uh, even in the box. Yeah. I mean, I, I, we love JBG and, but I think this even shows, and I have no problem with with him starting, especially when we talked about that, like that that rotation to keep people on their toes and and keep people working and, and fighting for the spot. But I think this, like, you kind of see maybe he's at this stage and he's still so young that's like he's probably better as like an impact sub, someone who can just come on and just run at guys and dribble past guys because you know he's got pace, he's got really you good. You know skill. he's going to take players on too. He's never you so, know, yeah, even even whenever is I think one of his if was it his debut I don't think it was actually but it was one of his first few games in the senior team and sorry to cut you off but I remember like no, it was good. in Munich and he was doing the exact same thing he was taking them on he's fearless in that sense anyway well, sorry go on I mean you you see him come on the pitch like 60 minutes in and and like imagine you're a fullback or center back and you've been dealing with Malin and Adeyemi running 
90 miles an hour at you like all game long. And then this kid comes on, who's just going to keep taking it. Like he's a, he's a perfect impact sub. And again, I'm never going to be mad to see him start. Um, but yeah, maybe he still has a little more to d- develop obviously. And, um, which I did like seeing him in this game. I think the last match was one of our, like the oldest lineups we've, we've put out where it's just all these, it, it wasn't the typical Dortmund lineup that we've seen over the years. Like you didn't have those, young guys developing um those young development guys or those young like superstar teens and so is it's kind of like oh yeah we still have jbg uh durnville is one hopefully we'll be seeing soon too yeah Um, i can i'm very excited for durnville and if that already doesn't start to scare the the piss out of eddie yemi (laughs) a bit for his starting position and i'm not i'm not trying to have too much of a go at eddie yemi because i am a big fan of his i don't need to repeat myself from last week but he does need to realize that there are other players in that exact same position who are very skilled and ready to go and here in the coming weeks including jamie again and hopefully durnville here soon because i mean he lit the place up against Mainz in the few minutes he had in spring yeah. And I mean, we don't know. I mean, that, that could be part of it too. I mean, he didn't get into this match. Maybe a lot of it is because he did play uh, a lot in the Champions League match and his role. And that was to just go full pace and like nonstop. Uh, but he's young and he probably recovers quickly. He probably could have gotten in this match, but he he didn't. So I think this is it's a little hint at that. Like, hey, we got JBG over here. We got other guys. We didn't see Reyna again like that. I, don't know. I know people already think there was one person on Twitter calling us biased, but hey, we're Americans. We like Gio Reyna. Sorry about it. <laughs> but I don't even know where I was going with JBG. Molly, <laughs> Molly coming in. No, Molly coming in as an impact sub isn't bad either. It's that same point. Like you get Molly really pacey, uh, skillful coming on in the, uh, the last 20, 30 minutes is a really good threat and, and weapon to have too. And we saw that he came out in the 63rd. We get the goal in the 68th, which he played a, a part into. It just, I mean, the charisma and the confidence that Malin has whenever he's on his day. I mean, he's trying so many different things and he's, he's so energetic and uh, just a complete difference maker. I mean, he, he is a game changer and, and I, he absolutely deserves to start. It was a rotation that, you know, the reason why he was on the bench and came off of it. But I mean, what a what a substitution to have ready to go, especially if you were still in the deadlock with a, a team like Wolfsburg, who's maybe starting to try to bunker down in that last half hour. I mean, Malin lit the place up. I think his FOPMOP rating was a was a bit harsh. But um, again, I mean, just overall, the team just looked more ambitious. I mean, again, stuck to that game plan, started a bit more on the front foot that first half and like kept going rather than just those first few opening minutes and kind of fizzling out. They just continued to stick with it. Uh, which, you know, it's it's mentally draining to to stick with uh, that game plan for so long, um, if especially if things are not going your way. But yeah, credit to Malin for coming on and um, really getting himself involved early on. And within 10 minutes, if I'm not wrong, if not less than that, we actually broke the deadlock with him being on five yeah. minutes. Yeah, five minutes. I was going to say 63rd, he came yeah. on, and then 68th, we, we get the goal. Uh, with Brant linking up with Royce, I kind of thought it was a Malin goal at first, uh, but Royce tapped it in uh and then yeah i mean carry on with the wind where where did you have any panic mode moments uh the rest of the match coming out thinking like we're not gonna be able not, to hold on to this not the second half just because yeah. Wolfsburg looked deflated and and we were yeah. only growing in confidence now and and i made the tweet about it i was saying like this was looking like regular scheduled programming after 15 or so minutes in the first half just because it was looking very similar to the previous games in the last calendar month um but yeah, second the second half was was um, a whole different look, and that's the kind of that's the kind of 
attitude you want to see in Paris against PSG, you know? Again, more ambitious, on the front foot, not afraid to attack, getting numbers forward, um, just playing with more energy, more confidence, more conviction, um, and just a, a very solid second half, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so we got the we got a impressor today with Terzic uh, talking about this game a little bit and just on on I mean what we've been discussing with first half or second half and and the subs and everything and and I guess how how they've been playing. Uh, so a quote from him, he says the score is okay, talking about the one zero win, but you have to look at the way. There's room for improvement. Uh, there's a bit of lack of freedom, but we're on a good path there too. The that's it. The lack of freedom seems like an interesting line to me. I don't really understand it. I mean, I I feel like I I don't know if he's talking about did he rein things in a bit? Like, have things been a little loose, or have the right. tac- tactics been a little weird? Did he have to tighten in? Because I think that almost plays into the confusion that we've been talking about the last few weeks. Like, so is it more rigid and structured? Like, because of there's been all this confusion. Um, I agree I think- that you, you look at the way the game was played like yeah we looked a lot better is that because the individuals on the pitch is it something that like okay he's he's locking it in and, and getting things figured out like i don't know your your takes on that little quote i mean jbg screams freedom in my opinion i mean if you just watch him play in pretty much any match it looks like he's just kind of and not and this isn't a bad thing by the way it's not necessarily like a criticism but just it looks like he definitely has the freedom to do what he wants with the ball especially again, whenever you get into the higher end of the middle third, start to get into that attacking third. I mean, it's, I think, I think there is a lot of freedom there, but I'm, I don't read too much into that. I I mean, I definitely agree that the scoreline isn't anything special, at least especially compared to the last few games at home against Wolfsburg. You know, I think it was six nil. And then before that, it was like six or seven. uh, I think it was six one. Six one. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, so, but it, but it was just the most dominant display that we've had this, so far this season. It, it was just from start to finish, pretty much it looked like it was uh, always going to go our way. I can't think of many moments that I was actually too spooked. Yeah. Um, from Wolfsburg again, they were pretty underwhelming in attack. So, uh, there, I mean, definitely is room for improvement. Again, agree with that. I talked about the set pieces already, um, but all I mean, also again, just the transitions. Um. Particularly, I mean, at times there's still some gaps between our lines uh, from the back line to the midfield. And already, again, the midfield has, has been a big question mark this season. So whenever you have the gaps on top of uh, almost non-existent midfield, I think that can be very cause for a lot of concern. But again, Ozchan really helped uh, bridge that gap in this in this game between the back line and the midfield. Uh, but there are still some glaring examples you could look at for this season. And, and it's going to be interesting to see how Terzak addresses that. Uh, in transition, because you can you can look at so many games where, I mean, so many teams are, have been so direct the second they win the ball against us, and they just kind of run in a straight line almost through our midfield, and then they're already in our defensive third. So it's just something to watch out for. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of system we have going forward. Some people are asking for a double pivot now of Chan and Ozchan, and that's where Ozchan thrived in his last season at Cologne in that double pivot. Um, but then again, you don't have really another number six after that fact. I mean, you have two eights in Sabitzer and Mecha. So I don't know. I mean, Terry's got his work cut out for him. And uh, I mean, he is, this is the team that he wanted. So yeah. One thing I just want to go back to Ashan quickly, like one, th- and people might disagree with me completely, but I don't know. This is my opinion. Uh, 
I he just seems like such a more solid six to me. Like he knows his responsibilities as a six, where I think Chan is a little more like hectic and kind of all over the place and would just come in with these these big tackles, but maybe isn't always in the best like positionally isn't isn't always there. And I feel like Oshan just is a little more stable there, uh, which which I like. And then, I mean, like you said, the double pivot, like maybe it is. You also cut, I don't know if you, you mentioned this, uh, you cut out a little bit on my end. But <laughs> if it was like, uh, when you, right when you were talking about it, I was like, oh, hope, hope for the best. Uh, but like Chan and Oshan is a double pivot. That's, is it? Yeah, that's what I was saying, okay, yeah. Cool. Like yeah. I, I wouldn't I There's just not that. much depth in those positions because then you have just two eights behind them. Yeah, Hopefully I mean, that I, I want to cut out hate the that. downloaded version, but <laughs> well, usually it's anyway. This is just talking podcast crap. Usually, it's pretty good at recording, even when you cut out. That's why I didn't like interrupt you or anything. I was like, yeah, it's probably fine. Uh, I'll just listen back to it later. But yeah, I, I wouldn't hate to see that, especially because we've been playing this four two three one. Like, but I, I don't think we've seen. But it's been like Sabitzer in there. So uh, why not? Why not? throw those guys i don't know we'll i mean we'll see what happens i, th- I think it's more of like a coaching decision because Ozchan, i think it's just again his role is just different under terzik i think it's a bit more one-dimensional of just you're gonna just cover the back line don't worry about sort of the build-up just win those tackles uh, try to neutralize a defense and then those side-to-side passes to get out of pressure but when it comes to actually driving the ball forward picking out those passes in behind things that chan does i mean shooting um getting in the box for set pieces, things like that. Uh, that's just things that Oz Chan isn't really asked to do by Terzik. So, I mean, Chan is just, oh, and, and I mean that you're expected to have more expectations for Chan, given he is the captain of this team whenever uh, he is playing. So I don't necessarily disagree that. I mean, we definitely, again, look very solid defensively with Oz Chan this game, but how long that lasts, I don't know. Again, I don't want to get ahead of myself and, and act like this is the answer whenever it's just one game against Wolfsburg that, again, was pretty underwhelming in attack. And again, too, I mean, Jude helped a lot in those mm-hmm. kind of moments of not only covering but also or the back line, but also just driving the ball forward and, and helping out with Chan and not having you know all the responsibility on him. And that goes back to the transition time or moment, too. Um, Jude is just is terrific in those moments. And it's just, again, a big gaping hole in this team for that. Yeah. I'm um, going to continue the Terzic quote just to kind of push forward. We don't need to like yeah. talk about this too much. But he, he also mentioned we made the first games too wild, talking about the first games in the season. Uh, the control was back in the second half against Freiburg and in the game against Wolfsburg. Uh, the team showed good reaction to what we address. And with that said, it's we talked about it a lot. Like we need to see, it seems like we need to see Terzic maybe change things up or like redirect because we were all over the place. and and chaotic and confused and what is the plan like or the plan whatever the plan is it's not working so it seems like they've addressed things looked better against Freiburg in the second half as he mentioned obviously got the comeback win looked much better in this game um so the the I think the big thing with this Wolfsburg game is it's like because we made so many changes you hope that this is a tactics thing and not necessarily the players because like again if we chain comes back in are, are things going to go out the, the, the door because, and I, I only, I'm, I'm not trying to harp on Chan as far as like him as a player. I know I, I did a little bit, but I I'm just come like, I'm so hung up on him being confused in that presser after whatever game it was. And I'm just like, I, I, they need to be on the same page. And I hope 
this is a sign of the team being on the same page and not necessarily conflict with coach and players. Um, yeah, I, it's tough to say. I mean, I think it, a lot of it does come down to just having so much rotation and having a lot of hungry players ready to go. And of course, when you have so many changes and so much new personnel, you are going to have to tweak your system a bit. Um, but yeah, it's who knows how it's going to look like going forward. Yeah. So, I mean, on that going forward, Hoffenheim Friday uh, at 2.30 Eastern time. And they've obviously had the the full week off. Um, so everybody should be available uh despite the surprise injuries we might wake up to or we might see this friday well, not morning. everyone i mean durandville <laughs> i mean you're your not typical, everyone your typical the, culprits <laughs> as far as everyone who's been playing recently um so like the the opportunity to go back to what you would might call like this starting lineup i don't but uh not sabitzer either not sabitzer he yeah he's out we didn't talk about mecha i don't want to get into mecha too much no, I'm good. We don't have to. The commentators, commentators got into him enough in the first. Everyone knows minutes, already, which I thought thought was funny, and that's all we'll say on that. Um, but I guess going forward in this next match, is there anyone you want to stay in the starting eleven? Do you think some guys are going to come back? How do you how do you see this this squad rotating a, a little more? Because right off the bat, I I say you keep like full crew. I would not be mad to see full crew get another run because when you when you see this rotation. Like it's nice to see guys get a bit of a run too, and not just come in for one game and then swap it back out. Yeah, but I feel like that might have been Full Krug's role that he knew whenever he signed here that Holler is still going to be that man, if not both of you at the same time. But again, we have yet to really see the the two man up or the two striker system. Uh, in terms of anyone starting that did not start, I mean, I think Chan, if if he's going to be the captain, it's not like you can just give up on him five games into the season. So I think he definitely needs to come back into the side. And again, that's probably just a rotation and, and fitness thing to make sure he's um, still fully fit. Uh, Royce, I definitely start him as well. Brant really needs help in that midfield and seeing them just combine is, is very fun to watch and, and effective as well. Mind you, um, man, I really wish we had Durnville. I'd love to see him play. It, I don't know. I don't know who's going to start if it's going to be either JBG or, or Eddie Yemi. I really don't. I mean, if I don't know is if Mollen JBG... in there. Oh, yeah, of course. Mollen, yeah. OK, I think he's a given, though. You know what I mean? Well, OK, but given I want I'm, if we're if we play this four, two, three, one, this is what I want to get. At. Like, I guess who's your I just want to go through starting 11. I'm going to say same back four for me. Same back four. Benz Bayini. Um, I guess Sule or Hummels. I'm going to say interchange. Probably give right. Hummels a break, actually. So Benzabaini, yeah. Slaughterback, Sule, uh, Rierson, right back. I'm going to, this is me being hopeful. Oz-Chan and Chan, double pivot. Royce, Brantz, and Malin, and then full Krug up top. All right. I'm going to slightly differ here, and I'm going to go back to the 4-5-1. And I'm going to go Chan as a single pivot with Royce and Brant in front of him. Royce, again, I talked last week that he can track back and so can Brent so they can be almost a double eight double ten however you want to look at that Malin on the left or I mean the, he also is interchangeable between the wings and even in a game he uh, changes a lot too <sighs> I guess I'm gonna have to go JBG again just because Adeyemi's been so underwhelming and he I mean 
It's I'm not saying JBG is that great and and he had that stellar of a performance, but I don't know if Adeyemi is necessary. He really needs to earn his way back into this team. That's just kind of tough love. Then yeah. I'm gonna go Halaire again. Yeah. Is it is it stiff that none of us picked Gio Reyna, or is that just my my thought on Gio Reyna is like we haven't seen him yet, and I can't really like I would prefer to I would love to see him in a game especially i'd love to see him maybe in that double pivot or like if we play a four, four through three but just given the four two three one that i think we're gonna play well, he wouldn't be a double pivot in that system though no but if we're gonna play this system like i don't i don't know i get because yeah, i also I would, want royce to start right i mean i don't know if it's a fitness thing I, f- I feel like it is he's still just working his way up to fitness um i but uh, also terzik it seems like him and uh and rain at times i don't i don't know i mean Reyna had like five and eight minutes consistently a lot of uh, the games in the season in the spring so I don't really know what kind of role he has in the team at the moment but with the lineup I gave I would be subbing Reyna in for either Royce or Brandt if Reyna is fully fit get in like the 60th 65th minute uh, depending on how the game yeah. is going of course but I mean I think he slots into that double eight double ten however you want to look at it very very well and I think, I mean, he could rip apart a team like, like Hoffenheim. Yeah, no, I, I hope, I hope we see him. Um, I'm just not, I'm not picking him in starting 11 because like we haven't seen him. And so I don't, I don't know where, what level he's at. They keep showing him on Instagram. That's what's getting me. They keep showing him. I'm like, just show, show him on yeah, the pitch. How about you play him? Let me, how about, yeah. How, and <laughs> so if they're showing him on Instagram, I'm like, he's, he's fit. He's running yeah. around. Don't get my hopes up like that. Hoffenheim, Ugh. they sit above us on the table right now in fifth place. One point above oh, us, they have 12. We have 11. Uh, they've won a handful of big games, like I mentioned already, against Berlin. They've also beat Wolfsburg. They beat Cologne, who Cologne is, uh, they've been they've been kind of, they're almost in the relegation zone, actually. They're 0-4. They have, they're winless. And they haven't been scoring a lot of goals either. Uh, but there's some fun players you get to watch in Hoffenheim as well. If you're an American fan, John Brooks is back to actually being a starter at a top level. He's kind of had like an almost two-year stint now, just not really sure what his career was going to look like, club and at a national level. Uh, Anton Stock, I did not know he went to Hoffenheim. I, I don't know how that transfer flew under the radar for me, but, I mean, if you're looking for someone who's over six foot, which apparently that's what Terzik is looking for in the first thing that he's looking for in a player, um, that physical player, that proven Bundesliga player who's still pretty young. I pick Stock over Mecha personally. I think he would have been great addition to the squad if, again, you are looking for that kind of a profile. Um, so look out for Stock, who's going to be in, in uh, their midfield. Of course, you have Kramaridge, who's not a stranger to scoring a banger against us. So we'll have to, of course, be wary of him. And you have Veghorst, who, I mean, he hasn't done much of anything this season, but uh, he could be a threat too if. Uh, I mean, in the air, really. So it'll be an uh, interesting game. It'll be it'll be a good test. I mean, Friday night football, and it's it's going to be a good game. But again, it's going to be a test. We're away again, and it it it'll be uh, it'll be a good a, a big tell of you know if this is just a one off against Wolfsburg or are we finally starting to find it again. Yeah, that magic. Yeah, yeah and I mean that's kind of what I was saying earlier. It's like hopefully Terzic can say these things, but I just hope it's like. <laughs> Hope it's true, and I hope I hope things are, are turning. Um, and it, I mean, it is still really early in the season. Obviously, we had a pretty rough start to last season. I mean, it, I would say it's kind of it was kind of similar, 
we had some underwhelming wins, a lot of one Oh wins. They were kind of grinding out. We had some poor results towards the end of 2022, really poor results. Um, and things were looking real, real glum. Um, so, I mean, there, there's, we can just keep, keep improving, keep growing. Hopefully, uh, some of the new signings just kind of click into gear and, and we're cruising. And this would, this is a, a good game to, to have a good performance. Like this is a good yeah. one. This is one we need. Um, do they still have Angelino? Do you know? Hoffman? No, no. Is he gone? Hmm. I think he's back at I've Leipzig. Just, I've talked some smack on him. By the way, dodged the a bullet with him. I remember whenever a lot of our <laughs> fan base was wanting him and I was a little skeptical <laughs> at the time, but I mean, it's like, I, you know, I have we not learned about a left back from or fullback in general from Hoffenheim? But yeah. Whew. I believe last they were season. Wanting, I, they were wanting like 30 million for him. I think I said he's just got one of those faces I want to punch. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> anyways, yeah. And then so Hoffenheim on Friday. And then uh, we don't need to preview this one too much, but AC Milan is our next Champions League game Wednesday, the 4th, 3 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, reunited with Pulisic. And, and Wea. Why did I say Wea? <laughs> Musa. Jeez. Musa. Well, he wasn't at Dortmund. We're not reunited. But... No, I'm just, yeah. Sorry. I was just saying. As an American fan, there's yeah. a lot of Americans on that team. USAC Milan, uh, which will be yeah. exciting. And they, I mean, just their other Champions League result, they've done decent in, uh, despite losing to uh, Inter 5-1, they've done decent in uh, <laughs> Serie A. I cannot think of the Italian league. <laughs> uh, but they, they did draw Newcastle 0-0 in the other Champions League match, which I said before, like Newcastle, I think, I... <laughs> I think this is going to be a tough season for Newcastle. It already has been in the Premier League, uh, but just having so like now splitting Premier League and Champions League, I think that sounds like a tough. Like this looks like the group of death, but I I don't think Newcastle will be as tough as it could be. Um, it's just my hopes. My hopes, yeah, at least. That's a, I don't know. I think that's a bit of a bold statement. I'm scared personally. <laughs> <laughs> they've got a they've got a quite the team now on paper. But you, so before you said it, AC Milan, you weren't too worried about how do you, like, do you have any, have your thoughts changed on that at all? I, I have not watched much of Milan. I don't really have much an opinion on them, to be honest with you. Well, they play Lazio Saturday morning, so maybe I'll, I'll watch that game. I don't know. Hmm. Pulisic's he's playing a lot better, though. He's playing, which is yeah, good for playing. him. Yeah, he's That's what we'll say. <laughs> he hasn't got he's injured starting. yet. He hasn't got injured yet. Knock on wood. Remember whenever we got $75 million for him? Oh my god! There was like a there was a there was a short moment where I was really sad that he was leaving, but I was like, "Oh my god!" At the time, too, this was twenty. What was that? Twenty nineteen? I think. I was, I was about to say it doesn't even surprise me when you look at Chelsea's, like just yeah, but this Chelsea. Is, this is still but, yeah. I mean, they always then, spent money, but this is before the Bowling that is era. Crazy. Yeah. Anyways. All right, Hoffenheim on Friday. Good morning if you're listening in the morning. Hope you enjoy the match today. If you're listening on Friday, AC Milan on Wednesday. Uh, yeah, and then we'll be back next week sometime. Yep. Yep. We'll be back to talk those games. And as we've been teasing for a couple weeks now, we have an exciting guest coming up soon. And I'm sorry that it's getting delayed a little bit, and that's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> also, real quick, uh, plug for me. I've noticed that we are at 96 ratings on Spotify. So first and foremost, 
that is very um it's very awesome for everyone that listens to the show engages with the show and also rates the show thank you very very much from the bottom of both of our hearts uh, that's awesome that you guys get to spend an hour you know give or take of your time every week with us and if you want to get that rating to triple digits to 100 we only got a few more to go so go ahead and just five stars <laughs> yeah that i did see that last week and that's crazy i don't know why that's a lot that seems like a lot to me uh yeah so, it is it's very humbling and you yeah know, we, again really appreciate anyone and everyone that spends uh any sort of time listening to us and if so if you haven't rated us on spotify it's real easy just have to click a star don't even have to don't have to <laughs> write any words or anything although we appreciate nice words too yeah um we'll you can always reach you. out on twitter Twitter and Instagram at the BVB pod. I'm not even saying threads anymore. Threads is dead. It's terrible. No one's there anymore. Twitter and Instagram. I haven't, I don't even know if we posted on threads. <laughs> I, not in a while. <laughs> uh, but Twitter and Instagram at the BVB pod. If you're not on social, you can reach out on email. Uh, if you want to say hi, if you have any feedback, if you just want to let us know your thoughts on the team or the match or anything, uh, we're happy to email you to the BVB pod at gmail.com. Everything is linked in the description of this episode. Uh, Yeah, and that's it. We really appreciate you guys, and we will see you later.